think the most important is just to to be in the moment and and take every game by game and and really just enjoy and perform and and trying to do the best you can and uh today's episode is presented by goalkeeping.com Hello guys and welcome to a new episode of the Gloves On podcast. We're your host Alexander Brams as and alongside me is Marcus Sundan as always and today we have a friendly goalkeeper with us today Michael Falgesko. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much guys. Michael welcome and you currently play in Bangkok United in Thailand but before we get into that we want to learn a little bit about you and if you could tell the listeners your goalkeeping background uh pretty shortly not every game but yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah i uh i started playing football in a in a small club um locally and when i was good enough um i made the move to 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 a bigger club uh it was brumbury ef in denmark and uh actually i was uh outfield player uh at first um when i when i moved and uh due to a lot of injuries uh, in my youth career i uh, i suddenly had a chance to go in the goal when i was around i think it was 14 years old and uh yeah after that uh, i didn't look back and uh it just progressed from 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 there on wow so okay so it wasn't until 14 years old that because of injuries and not your first priority you went into goalkeeping Yeah, that was uh that was uh you can see it was a not not on purpose uh I went into the goal but but looking back um I'm very actually happy to to experience that being an outfield player have done so much for me in my goalkeeping uh career um when you when you speak about the modern goalkeeper uh being able to to play out of the feet and 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 be that extra outfield player um that helped me a lot and uh i think that uh, it, it will help every goalkeeper that are coming through now that uh, being able to play with your feet is, is one of the most important things in modern football i i totally agree and we saw it actually if we're looking back at the euros we saw a lot of keepers playing out and playing with their feet and some better than others obviously and um, but that's just that was a true example of the tendencies of what the goalkeeper position is becoming being the the modern goalkeeper um being able to play with your feet and as you say uh, being an outfield player has definitely helped you and i know just in general Denmark has just been good to incorporate keepers in the practices with um with their feet i think that a lot of danish uh goalkeeper coaches that are that are in the clubs right now um have uh, turned turned the new generation into to to some So some of the goalkeepers that are going through now that I uh, have to be able to 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 play with their feet, and uh, you can see now that there's a lot of top goalkeepers in Denmark, and um, I think there's a lot of potential also in the the young keepers that are coming through now, like Oliver Christensen also, and uh, you see Brambury also with Mass Hammonson, Peter Winde in in Norseland. They are they're using the the young goalkeepers now, and and that's because they are they are good enough and have the ability to do that, and and. 
and have potential to be a top goalkeeper. Yeah, that's true. I was just about to mention Mess Hammondson because uh, he's from the same club as me and we trained together or I trained him and then later on we trained together because he was so talented. And the thing about him was his feet, amazing. Like the confidence he has with his, his feet and so on. And it's um, impressive to see the confidence and Peter Wienden also and Oliver Christensen also a great example of young talented keepers in Denmark. So so yeah, but but carrying on and talking about your career. So you were in Brøndby and you became a goalkeeper. And then what happened? You obviously got into it, and yeah, yeah. I um, I got my uh, my first uh, first games in Brøndby, and uh, uh, as a as a big fan of the club, uh, it was a it was a really big deal for me um, breaking through uh, in the club that that you're a supporter of, and. Um, I was really hoping that that was my my club that I would uh, that I really going to break through in. Um, but um, after I think I only had ten games, and so I didn't really didn't really had uh, the breakthrough that I that I was hoping for. And uh, after a really bad season for for the club in in all, um, we were almost relegated. And uh, after that season. We uh, or the club they bought Lukas Rodetsky, or they they signed him from a free transfer, I think. Um, and he's currently now in Leverkusen, so so he, of course he's, he's a top goalkeeper as well. Um, but then he was in in the shadow for for two years, and uh, as a young goalkeeper, that's not that's not what you're wishing that that you spend your whole almost your whole life when you when you're a kid playing and then you're getting up. To the ranks that you're just gonna sit on the bench uh, for the for the rest of your career. So so it comes to a time when you have to take the decision of of, of seeking playing time or game time somewhere else. And then after two years, I uh, I decided to to switch switch it up and and, and change club to Odinson Odinson Bar Club. Movie. And um, yeah, I, I started as a first first choice there. Uh, Actually, we won our first game against Brumby in Brumby Stadium. Uh, I think it's the second game we played against them, and uh, it was a really big deal for us. And uh, had had a really great start. Um, but unfortunately, I I busted my ACL. Uh, I think it's five or six game in, and uh, I was out for almost a year. So uh, yeah, you can say it was bad luck, um, but. Uh, Sometimes things goes goes like that, and uh, and you can really prepare yourself for for the future. And uh, and my my football career path has just taken another turn than than or I thought it, it would uh, when I was younger. Um, but but from from where I was then to where I'm now, I'm 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 still satisfied um, with with what I have and. And where I am, so so all in all, I'm I'm still grateful for for just being able to play professional, and and still doing what I love. So um, yeah, yeah, love to hear that that the setbacks wasn't something that put you off. And and talking about injuries, I've been injured myself, and it's it's tough. And as you say, it's nothing you can prepare for, but often hopefully you come out stronger on the other end because you learn a lot while being injured and I bet you learned a lot too and 
and then you you moved on again um, from Obe to Michelin for a year. Yeah, actually, it was it was only six months. Um, okay. It was uh, rather quick into my my uh, my time in Michelin that the Bank of United from Thailand was uh, or or the sports director approached me and um, actually called my my former goalkeeper coach in in Brunsby, Sting Christensen. Um, and uh, then they had a talk with also, I think, what's the coach there, the German? Um, Sonica. The German coach. Yeah, Sonica. Because um, they were good friends. And uh, yeah, spoke about me. And then they they approached me after that and took six months and then I wasn't here. So, <laughs> so, so how does uh, a goalkeeper from, from Denmark um go to and suddenly get the interest of, of Bangkok United being in Thailand. Uh, and how, yeah, the, what, did, what did you think when you heard about Bangkok United? No, uh, the first thing I was is, uh, I was of course skeptical because nowadays a lot of uh, footballers get approached um, online or through different agents and uh It's it's difficult to to sort out what is um, a real interest and what is just uh, a loose interest or anything call it. Uh, so it um, at first it was something I didn't really recognize as something that I would look into. But um, a sponsor director approached me and was fairly direct and um, and told me they were that I was their top priority. And at that time, actually, Michelin also bought um, another goalkeeper. Uh, it was Jesper Hansen that was uh, third choice at the national uh, Danish national team and uh, that for me was a little bit setback because I didn't think that they would they would buy a capacity like him uh, I thought that I would have a bigger chance of playing time and uh, after they bought him uh, I could see that uh, they wouldn't buy him from Lundby just to to put him on the bench and uh And meanwhile, I had the interest from from Bank of United saying that I will be the top priority, uh, and was fed up being on the bench. Also, um, it was more like uh, get somewhere that that the, where the club really wants you, and and that the club was 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 Bank of United. So um, yeah, I I find the move really fascinating because not really having your breakthrough in in the Danish leagues, being a Danish goalkeeper, and then really deciding to move in all the way to, to Asia, Bangkok United and, and Thailand to to really restart your career. How was the transition all in all? Obviously, it's always tough in the beginning. Alexander and I moved separately, obviously not together, but we moved separately to, to the States to play, which was a big transition. Um, Even even just the the uh, the language, the style of play, all these different elements. How was your transition moving all the way to Asia? No, as 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 you say, also that you experience a lot, and I think it's first when you experience it going abroad, out of your comfort zone. It's really where you can see um, how quick you can adapt to the culture, to the language, to the environment. Um, Because not every club is the same in Thailand. Not every club is the same in in the in the states. 
So it's also about you adapting to the environment um, because when many players come to Denmark, for example, uh, there's a lot of uh, expectations also for for the players. And uh, you think that it should just from day one uh, be the stars or the best players on the team. But actually, they need transition time as well. And, and when you when you can see that and settling where you are, having a home, having a base, it takes time. And uh, if you don't have that, you don't have that base, you don't have that environment where you're safe and, and really uh, enjoy coming every day, then it's going to be hard for you to perform. And um, I had that here in Bank United when I came from the first day that there was a uh, staff uh, helping me and my family settling in, uh, getting everything done and uh, had a driver to drive me to, to the, to the training facilities. And for the first, uh, for the first, month or two uh, until I got settled and and that's that's important you know for for players coming from abroad that that you need to settling and 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 adapt also to to the things and I think I had a good first season um, but it was first in my second season I really felt comfortable uh, playing in the league and knowing the stadiums knowing the weather the, the players the playing style and uh, yeah, it takes time. Uh, I didn't really realize at that moment it really took um, about a year to to really feeling like comfortable in my game and feeling comfortable uh, being where I was. Um, and um, of course, that's also when you think about players coming in from from the um, the players, even after players coming in transfer into into the club, you think also that. They need time as well, um, and, and and trying to give them the best uh, possible um, feeling when they come, uh, so they can perform as, as quick as possible. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a big adaptation. Uh, what do you call it? Big. Uh, yeah, adaptation. It's you adapt to like the, adaptation to, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I was also thinking that obviously there is high expectation for you coming in as an as an international because we see a few years back in in the states in the league mls for example they brought in internationals to really it was it was big names they brought in to really come and excel the um increase the the, the level of play in, in the league and i could imagine that was what they wanted to do we see it a lot in in china as well we see a lot of big names coming over there in high salaries to really Put a new perspective on on the league over there, and I could imagine that there must have been some some high expectations for you coming in as as an international, and really because don't get me wrong, I'm not that much into the to the league in Thailand. I know obviously I've been in Thailand a lot of times actually with the family, but that was just on vacation. I've been in Bangkok as well, um, but I could imagine that they really expected something from you coming in and, and as an international. Yeah, there's, there's high expectations and that's for every foreigner, uh, even in the club. Um, you can see that if you're not performing in a daily basis in the club also, the, the Thai players also feel a little bit not disappointed or angry, but they feel a bit cold towards you. If you don't perform 
what I've also been told, because as a foreigner, you get a higher salary than they are. And if, you, if you're not performing, you're not good uh, as the club thinks you are, then of course, there's going to be a, a huge difference between, between the players amongst. Um, so you have to perform from the day one. And uh, of course, there's also been criticism uh, if, you, if you've done something wrong. Um, but I think that's, that's a good thing that I don't speak Thai or I listen or I can, I can read Thai if, if there was any. Um, and that's the dif difference uh, between being in Denmark and being, being abroad, especially in a, in a foreign language, that if you do something uh, that's not a, in the best interest of your, of your goalkeeping, that, that doesn't affect you as much as if you go home after a game in Denmark and, and you hear everyone speaking to you and, and you can read it in the paper and everything. Um, and in that way, I think it's been nice to, to just uh, enjoy the game and not all the surrounding around the game, you know. Um, so in, in that way, I think also it's it's been nice just to just to enjoy the, your your own performance and then uh, be freely in, in, in that way, if you can say that. Yeah, and when we when we talk about this transition, we early on talked about the style of goalkeeping in Denmark that we focus a lot of on the uh, distribution aspect being good with our feet um, talking about then maybe the, the goalkeepers in your league and maybe your goalkeeper coach that could be a European one as well I don't know what who's your goalkeeper coach in Bangkok uh, we have a Slovakian uh, goalkeeper okay. coach actually came in the same same time as me, uh, he came from, I think it was uh, Slovan Bratislava. Oh. Um, so he also had experience from, from Europe and, um, yeah, had the same ideas uh, as the way that that uh, goalkeeper coaches in Europe have. And uh, I think for the Thai, Thai keepers, um, a lot of them have levels that are, that are really, actually really good. Um, but I think the, the level of training, as what I've seen, is not that high again. And I think that's also a lack of, uh, of training that starts in a young age uh, in Thailand. Um, in Denmark, we have really professional setup and uh, a lot of detailed training uh, all, already from a young age. Where in Thailand, it's, it's, it's a lot of older when they start to have this uh, detailed training or uh, individual training where they really focus on on abilities and uh, and like the red threat, so we call it in Denmark. Um, when you get up to a certain age, you already know what to do and what to expect. And everything where in Thailand, it's 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 a lot a lot longer uh, way to to that. Um, but the level is, is is actually not that bad. I I was surprised when I came here because I think like you, um, you both. Uh, but the experience of Thai football is, is about none, no. And then I had the same when I when I when I first had the had the interest, and I was uh, speaking to some players and trying to to see on on online that the games they were playing, like how did they play and what was the style, and uh, I was actually impressed by 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 the way they had played because uh, I I hadn't seen one game before. Um, but um, of course, it's different when you're playing in 35 degrees every day. Uh, you can't press the same way like you can in, in Europe 
when the tempo is 90 minutes non-stop high press or or high tempo where here the the humidity really really takes a toll on you and you really have to uh give the individual players uh some more freedom to to excel and 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 to to perform to to get three points because you cannot uh, just press in 90 minutes it's it's almost impossible yeah i could definitely imagine the the weather being 35 40 and humidity is is a tough one for for everyone um but talking about you said your goalkeeper coach was from slovakia so i've i've played with a slovakian keeper before and a slovenian keeper before and i noticed that our style is different like danish style to that style so how has this goalkeeper coach influenced you has he gone in and corrected you or has he tried saying like hey do this or do this or right now i play with a polish goalkeeper and he says uh, to the to the young norwegian goalkeeper that's with us he says to him like oh you have to do this and and for me that's just not wrong but i'm like open to to do different things but he he does it different than i do i think it's it's, it's difficult that the thing that being a goalkeeper coach uh, you need to be true to yourself and the way you are learning your your own belief or your own way uh, to your keepers um, Thing that we're doing here is I always put something time to the coach about this. We're really close actually. Um, when you're when you're at a certain level or a certain age, it's difficult to train the keepers to do something else that they've been doing their whole life. Um, they have a certain way. So when you're at a level where you're a first team, I think the only thing that you need is to to really get them ready. And of course you go into details and everything, analyze. Um, but in terms of the style of the goalkeeper, I think you have to do that um, in an early age, uh, especially for the young keepers, because the young keepers they still really don't know themselves enough to know what really works for them. But in the meantime, they shouldn't take the goalkeeper coach word granted that this is the best way. You have to be open to to what style that matches you because. Uh, all players are the same, the same as all keepers. So in, in, in that way, I think that when we're training with the young keepers in, in the club, I try to, to give them some advice. Um, but it's not in terms of playing style, it's more in terms of small details, like the hand position or the, the movement. Um, because the, the playing style, in Europe, you, you do it from a young age where you, where you train a certain style. So you become the goalkeeper that the club wants you to be. And uh, it's a lot up to the to the independent goalkeeper coach to to have that style or to, to, to put that throughout the club. And um, yeah, it's it's about it's about for the young keepers to 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 to, to try and, and 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 take everything they can, even from from YouTube, even from when they watch football and TV, and even heard that Castle Michael is is getting inspiration like that from a very young age, watching a lot of goalkeepers and then trying to implement that into his own training and see what was working for him. And I think that every goalkeeper have to do that as well. Uh, and then of course. If you have a goalkeeper coach that says that you have to do it in a certain way, 
it's difficult to 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 do something different if he if it tells you that you have to do that way, uh, because of course he's your coach. Uh, but I think you have to be true to yourself as well, and uh, and if you really believe that that you do something right, then then you should you should keep doing it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree, and it's a lot of trial and error to see what yeah. style and whatever uh, fits to you. So, like the style that is your style uh, is what suits you best, what you feel comfortable with. It doesn't have to be that your hand position have to be like the Danish way in front of you, perfect. Um, but it's what what you do, and and I have a lot of goalkeepers. Uh, I just got a comment today on a, on a cross where I go, and I go up with obviously with my knee and I land on one foot and the guy checks that you must land on both feet in order to land safer. And I say, well, if I, if I jump up and I take my leg down and I land on both feet, I also put myself closer to like, I, I drag myself to the ground. If I keep my leg up in the air, I have longer airtime. Um, and then there's another video where I, go for a cross and I jump on both flicks and my legs are everywhere, uh, but I got the ball away. So what's the most important thing to have the perfect style or to get the ball away? And yeah. Yeah. That's also the thing in goalkeeping. There's not, there's not, there's no textbook where you say that that's the correct thing to do. I think you must adapt to every situation. And for that situation, what you think is the right decision is the right decision. So if you go for the cross with one leg because the ball is floating on a certain way, uh, you go with one leg. And if the ball goes a little bit different and you can see that uh, this is a two-legged jump uh, to get the best uh, balance or something, then you go two-legged. There's, there's, for my no ideal uh, thing that you have to do every time because every ball is different. Every, yeah, every situation is different. So, so you must, as yourself, as a goalkeeper, adapt to the situation and really have the, I say, like a fast decision-making and, of course, the right decision-making in the situation that you are in. Um, and that's, that's, for me, the most important. It's not about the, the way you're doing it. That's, that's, for me, it's like a, these yeah, guys that are trying to, to say that their, their method is correct. Uh, I don't believe in, in, in that way. So um, Yeah. From- yeah. Yeah, and just saying, like the top five goalkeepers in the world are all different styles, uh, or the top ten, exactly. or whatever. So, it's uh, there's no perfect way. And back when I took my DBU M1 uh, goalkeeper license, I was 18, and I got a book on how to be a goalkeeper. And I was like, okay, so there's a book, uh, but obviously it's not a perfect book. Uh, so, and there's no perfect way to goalkeeping as we we've talked about. So it's just, but as you said, it's about adapting to the situation um goalkeeping for sure i agree 100 and this is yeah and then positioning and then as you said decision making um that are <laughs> yeah the keys it's i totally agree but michael uh we also want to know so what, what's next for you what uh except that you have training in 30 minutes but uh, you mean in the future? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, diff- it's, it's difficult to say. Uh, um, right now, I'm in, um, I'm in one and a half year left on my contract here. And uh, I really enjoyed my three years already. It's, it's really gone bad by the, the, the fast. Um, but of course, also, I miss 
I miss um, I miss the competitive also uh, side of football in, in Denmark as well and in 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 Europe also. Um, but um, it's difficult to say actually what what's the future holds. Um, I was speaking also a lot with my wife about this um, because of what there's also been some interest from from different countries and. Uh, um, in that age where I am now, it's it's a little bit different than than five years ago. Um, now I have to take in consideration that my 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 kids and my my wife have to to follow me as well, and uh, I need them of course also to be happy and and and, and uh, the whole package for from the club to the, to the city where I have to be in it has to be. The, the right one um uh so i just i don't want to move just to move um but uh yeah it's football and, and you know everything can happen from from three to six months already so it's 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 something you can't really um prepare or plan only in, in a certain amount um but um i think the most important is just to to be in the moment and and take every game by game and and really just enjoy and perform and and trying to do the best you can and uh and then when there's an opportunity uh, arise then then of course you have to, to take the decision i think the the most important is for everyone just to enjoy the moment and, and really just uh yeah enjoy playing football and, and, and doing what you love and that's that's goalkeeping so that's what I'm doing. Awesome, because we uh, we just also talked about that. The most important thing is that we enjoy the game, and we sometimes forget that because we get caught up in in being afraid of making mistakes on the pitch, or sometimes just come into a bad habit of feeling like we are in a in a routine, and that's just how it is. But if we really sit That's down true. and think about why we are goalkeepers and why we play this game is because we enjoyed it in the beginning. So I think that's, yeah, that's yeah, spot exactly. on and, and a great advice for all the goalkeepers and, and coaches out there to really enjoy what we're doing because we're doing it because we, we love it. Yeah, that's that's the thing, you know, in, in, in football nowadays, um, especially when we're playing that level we are playing, it's a, it's a lot of uh, performance culture, you know, and uh, you have to perform every training, every every small-sided game, every game we play in the, in the weekend. And uh, if you can just cut that away for one second and just go back to the basics where just uh, when you're warming up and get that first ball ball in your hand, you're just like, oh, it's, it's good in your hand, you know? And, and yeah. really enjoy your gloves and, and, and the way that it feels when you when you get the ball in the hand. And I think that that small, yeah, happiness you have there is, 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 is the reason we play and and you forget that sometimes when you when you're in the performance culture that we're in um so yeah keep us have to, on. to take that in mind spot on but before we let you go uh we want to ask you about gloves due to our gloves on podcast we always ask our guests about favorite gloves and why so what do you wear right now at the moment uh, right now I'm wearing the AB1 GK, Asmir Begovic uh, glove, and it's the negative cut. Um, for me, that's 
the one I've been playing with the last uh, five years, I think now. Um, I had a, a quick turn to the roll finger, but uh, I think the negative card is, is really a all-round nice glove. And, and if you think about the, what do you call the wear and tear, it really just outperform a lot of the other, other the gloves. But uh, yeah, my, my, my glove is, is, is the one from Esme Begovic. And uh, I really, really believe that it's, it's a really, really good glove. Um, I think a lot of my, my, my saves is with, with that glove. And uh, it's, it's difficult to, to, to see myself in, in another glove right now. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. If you, if you have some good games with, with one brand of glove, it's... Uh it's yeah confidence in your gloves it's uh it's funny how that works out that's that's definitely a topic becomes, for another podcast it becomes a trust issue you know yeah it does <laughs> you trust your gloves and if you if you if you try something else uh the trust have to be established you know <laughs> so definitely definitely i totally agree and an ab1gk is a is a great brand me and marcus has tried them myself uh, we had to ask me on for an episode in our first season so and he talked about the ab1gk so yeah, we know about it and we kind of knew your answer. So, so yeah, but Michael, thank you so much for joining us today and taking your time before your practice today. It was brilliant. It was my pleasure. And uh, yeah, great uh, podcast, guys. And uh, good luck to you too as well. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And to you guys still listening out there, please go follow Gloves on Podcast on your favorite social media, leave a review and share this with one other goalkeeper for them to keep improving. Catch you on the next episode of Gloves on Podcast. Mm-hmm.